turn to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, scripture that we all know pretty well, and then also we'll be in James chapter 1. Um, but I am I'm so, so glad, um, I'll try to do it without getting emotional, uh, to be able to invest time and and just being a, a listening ear uh, to your kids, the, those of you that have have teenagers in the uh, in the youth group, and being able to see them grow, uh, being able to see how they how they react to situations and things that come into their life, and so um, I'm just going to give give two quick things here. I won't be long. Um, just kind of a, a little thing that that I think we could work on. Uh, a lot of times, uh, people see teenagers, think of teenagers just as you know crazy, running around the church, breaking stuff, uh, eating all the food, um, whatever uh, your, your interpretation of a teenager is. And yes, they, they do that. Uh, yes, they, they get on your nerves. Yes, they do certain things. Uh, since being here, I'm, I'm losing more hair than I've ever lost in my life. And uh, each day it, it falls out more and more. And um, so we're just going to deal with it as the Lord leads. Um, but no, I, I do enjoy... Um, being able to, to spend time with them and seeing them through this week of, that we have, uh, going, going to this uh, conference with them. And it blesses me to see them uh, want to serve the Lord, want to have a deeper relationship with Christ, um, want them to, uh, to understand that. So we're going we're gonna to look at this real quick. I'm going to give you a couple, couple quick thoughts and, and we'll be done. But um, in, in James chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, familiar verse, everyone, everyone should, have, should hear this, have heard this verse at some point in time, but it says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Flip over to 1 Timothy 4.12, it says this, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, or love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. And then based upon this, this verse here in, in James 1, we are all, all tempted in, in different ways. Um, everybody has different temptations um, that they give into. Everybody has different temptations that they fall into, um, whatever it may be. They're all different for everybody. And it says here, when each one is tempted, when each one has their own evil desire, when each one is, is dragged away and enticed, um, we are, we, we, that brings forth this sin, and sin when it's finished bringeth forth death. And so... Um, I, w- I want to give you a, a few quick things um, that we can look at, and I want you to kind of think with me as well um, tonight, some different things. And so uh, tonight, when you think about being a teenager, okay, some of you have to think way back, I understand that, so, um, but I want, you to, I want you to put yourself when you were 15, 16, 17, 18, whatever, whatever age you, you want to, and think about um, the things that were going on, the things that you struggled with, um, the things that were tough for you, the sins that, that you might have had a, had a problem with, the different things that came into your life. And, and you, you think about those things. And you think about where young people are at today. And, and you think about the, the, the temptations uh, that they face. And me and Kayla talk about it all the time. No joke. You know, uh, six, seven years ago, we were in high school. And I think, and I, I see the, ki- the problems that the kids are dealing with today, and it blows my mind because I don't ever remember that being as, as prominent in today's culture as it is now. 
These kids come to me that are, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old that have friends that are already uh, experimenting with drugs and alcohol and, and sex and all kinds of stuff. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, at 13, I think I was like still eating Play-Doh. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember dealing with those things. I, I was never uh, having those problems. And nowadays, kids come to me and, and tell me and, and cry and weep and, and share their heart about things that are going on. And maybe you can think about times that were, that were going crazy in your life and how everything was going on. And, and I, I'm so burdened uh, because the kids that were all up here are our church of tomorrow. The kids that are up here are going to be the ones that, that when we all are, are dead and gone are going to be continuing on carrying uh, what we are teaching them now. Uh, they're going to be continuing on doing the things that we have taught them, the things that they have learned from us, uh, all these different things. And so um, as, as adults, as young people as well, um, I'm not here to blast anybody, but I want you to really take this into consideration uh, with me. Understand that teenagers today face uh, an onslaught of, of, of persecution at their school, uh, people making fun of them for wanting to do right. Uh, people making fun of them for going to church, people making fun of them for all kinds of things, just as they did in your day and just as they uh, used to do. And, and all this stuff has been going on for, for decades of these same temptations. But I want to let you know that today's, today's day is, is very different. I read this quote, it said, The passions today are the same, but the availability and the intensity of the temptations have greatly increased. The things that they are accessible to, the things that you can get on your smartphone, on your iPod, the things, all the temptations that, that surround them each and every day are, have greatly increased. And for the adults here, I want to say to you, never underestimate the potential that you have to influence a teenager's life. Growing up, I remember several different men in my church, older men that invested in me that took time to care about me and ask me how I was doing. And, and I, I still look at these, these men. I still call these men. These guys will call me and talk to me. And, and because of them investing in my life and, ch- and showing me things and, and teaching me things, I think it changed my life a little bit as a, t- as a teenager growing up. Still messed up, still did things that I'm not proud of. But I look back on them now and I'm thankful for men that, and, and ladies that cared enough about me uh, to tell me when I was doing this or to tell me that I was doing wrong or, or whatever it may be. And so when you see these kids running around here, when you see these kids everywhere going around, um, take time, uh, just, as a, just a quick little just plug, take time just to, to ask them how they're doing. You'd be surprised uh, some of the answers that, that you'll get. You'd be surprised that they might want to talk to you and that they might uh, want to share something with you as well. But I, I, I want to give you a few things, and this is to to our adults first, and I'm going to be done. Uh, two important truths that are, that are in this verse that this evening that I don't want us to miss. Uh, number one, uh, we're not to look down on teenagers simply because they're young. Um, just because they're young. A lot of kids say, oh, they, they don't care nothing about God. They don't care nothing about this. They don't care nothing about that. No, the Bible says there in that first verse, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of believers in word and conversation and charity and spirit and faith and impurity. We're not to look down on them just because they're young. I want you to read this. It said, uh, one famous person said, youth today love luxury. They have bad manners, contempt for authority, no respect for older people, and talk nonsense when they should work. Young people do not stand up any longer when adults enter the room. They contradict their parents. They talk too much in company. They guzzle their food. They lay their legs on the table, and they tyrannize their elders. You know who said that? Socrates, many, 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 many years ago, he made that statement. And I read that today and and think, that's our kids today. 
And that's what they've been doing for years and years and years. And you probably had some of the, I probably read some of the same things and you thought, yeah, I used to do that, I used to do that. And we, there's a tendency to think that kids aren't as mature and responsible and disciplined as we think we were at that age. I want you to raise your hand. Everybody be honest. We're in church, okay? How many of you made a lot of dumb mistakes and did a lot of dumb stuff when you were a teenager? Raise your hand. Okay. And a lot of times we look at our teens in our church and say, man, that's, that's ridiculous that they're doing that. That's dumb that they're doing that. Them speeding around in the parking lot. How many of you had a souped up car back in your day and you sped around everywhere around here? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Everybody's doing it. And so that's, that's what's going on. Kids have faced these same temptations. Everybody's done this same thing over and over and over. And it is true that some pe- young people today do behave horribly just as some adults do. Just as we all do. Just as we all uh, sin, as we do wrong things. It may be tempting to get frustrated with the kids in our church. Maybe you can, uh, you know, to think about all the kids that are around us who are out of control, but it's unfair here to, to lump everybody together. Do you know that the pressures that teenagers face in this day and age, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable the things that they are faced with on a day-to-day basis. Some of them have gone to school this past week. And I guarantee you, if they were to be dead honest with us and say, has there already been temptation in the three days or the two days that you've been in school, they could probably already raise their hands. Some of them are going to school tomorrow and start, or start this week. And there's going to be things that they're going to be faced with every single day that they go to school. Drugs, people wanting to do wrong, people wanting to listen to the wrong things, people wanting to get them to watch the wrong things and do the wrong things. It's a constant battle all the time. And then they come to church and they've dealt with all these problems all week long. And then they come here and maybe they're excited about being here. They're with their friends. And then we get really quick to jump down their throats at something that they may do. Or they may go and, and do something. And, and, we, and we look at that and I say, man, instead of doing that, maybe these kids need love. Instead of doing that, maybe these kids need some attention. I have a, I have a bad tendency sometimes on Sunday mornings. Uh, my class is crazy on Sunday mornings. I've got more kids uh, in my class than I think God has ever made. They're all in my class right there, every kid. And it gets hot, and it gets loud, and everybody is in there, and, and, and we lose our minds. Some of my leaders are in here right now. They know how it gets. And, and, and I, 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 we lose it. And I think to myself, I'll get home and say, man, I, I probably should have not said what I said. Maybe they just needed some love. Maybe they needed some attention. Maybe they needed to be slapped. I don't know. Um, but but I, I look back and say, think of, of where they're at. Think of the problems that's, that's their, that they're being faced with. A lot of times we tell our teens to act their age. Do you understand that they probably are acting their age? They are, they are doing what they know to do. They're, they're, they're teenagers. Uh, we, we look at life and we look at teens and we... We think, man, they don't need any investment. They don't need any time. They don't need anything. Our teens, our young people of today need our time. They, they need someone to teach them what is right. They go to school. They're in, they're in their jobs. Their, their schools aren't teaching them what's right. When they go to their workplace, those are the people that they're hanging out at work are, are teaching them what's right. Nobody's teaching them what's right. The things that they're being surrounded with. And so if, if they're with the world, if they're in the world and they come here and they don't get anything, then where are they going to wind up? What are they going to do? I often tell our, our, our leaders and our parents, I get an hour on Wednesday nights, and I get an hour on Sunday mornings, and whatever time I can, I can get with them during the week. And the world gets multiple hours, and the school gets an ungodly amount of hours, and everybody gets all this time. And so we have to understand that we can't look down on our teenagers because they're acting like teenagers, but we need to invest in them. We can't set standards for them and challenge them without being negative, critical, and unrealistic in our expectations. We also need to watch the example that we set for them. 
you'd be surprised at, at what the kids tell me about you. I'm not telling you who, uh, parents. You'd be surprised at what they, would, at what they say, at what they, at what they see, at what they watch. I've sat in my class before and watched kids, younger kids, watch the older kids, and they'll just look at them, and, and whatever they're doing that's cool, those younger kids are doing. Whatever, whatever the older kids in my class are doing, the younger kids are watching them like, okay, that kid like picked his nose, I'm going to pick my nose. Okay, that kid, he's got this, and he's got this shirt on, I'm going to wear that shirt, and he thinks that's cool, and I'm going to do that. And to the other end, they're watching you. How can I tell my kids to have their devotions and read their Bibles when their parents don't? How can, I, how can I tell my kids to, to not backstab and talk about the pastor when, when their parents don't? How, how, can I, how can I tell my kids to do right and do right and do right and don't do this when, when the parents don't? And they watch and they look and they see what everybody's doing around them. They see what people in church are doing and, and they're, they're, they're watching. The kids are always watching. If we're not consistent with our words and if we don't practice what we preach, they'll seldom follow our directions. What's the famous quote that everybody likes to say about this? Give it to me. Don't do as I... But, right, that doesn't work. <laughs> they're they're going to watch you. They're going to see what you're going to do. They're going to see how you talk. They're going to see what you watch. They're going to see what you listen to. They're going to see how you dress. They're going to see all these things, and they're going to base what they do off of that. They're going to base their life off of that. If we're not consistent with that, if we don't practice what we preach, they're not going to follow our directions. They're not going to follow what we tell them, what, we, what the Bible tells us to tell them. It's critical that as adults, we set an example for the younger generations in speech, in life, in love, in faith, in purity. If we want to see them do the same. Uh, I'm oftentimes, uh, I've told the kids this in, in growing up, uh, I, I struggled for a few years of my, of my teenage years. Uh, I didn't, do, didn't live the, the life that, that I should have. And my parents took me to church. My dad's been a pastor, a youth pastor, assistant pastor from the time I was born. That's all I've known is church on Sunday morning, church on Sunday night, church on Wednesday night, visitation, activities. That's all I've ever known. And I look at that, and I, I am super, super blessed and super thankful to have parents that, that made sure they took me to church. And I had a youth pastor uh, that loved me, that cared about me. I had people that, uh, in, my, in my youth class, youth leaders that cared about me, older men, as I said earlier, who encouraged me and helped guide me along the way. And far too many young people lack those kind of role models in their life. Far too many young people are searching for something. Far too many young people are searching for some love, are searching for someone just to listen to them, are searching for someone just to care about, about what's going on in their life. And that's why today, as adults, as, as, as young people here, we have to be very cautious to set an example in both our actions and our attitudes. Both our actions and our attitudes. A teenager's mind is a work in progress. It's something that's not going to happen overnight. Those of you that have teenagers, you know that it's a work in progress. Everything that happens from the time they hit 13, it's like something happens. And it's a work in progress all the, t- all the way through. But that's why we as adults should do all we can to help our teenagers grow, to be healthy in their Christian walk with God, to be productive in the things that they say and the way that they act, the things that go on, and to be godly, to serve God. If we, if we set the right example, if we set what they're supposed to be doing and what God has told us to do, God has led us to do, they're more likely to, uh, that, it's more likely to happen when teens have solid role models in their life, solid, solid parents that are reading their Bible, that are studying, that are, that are showing them what they should be doing and how they should be doing. Lastly, here for the teenagers, I'm not going to leave you out. A challenge for teenagers. Paul gives us five key areas in which the younger generation here should set a proper example, and also avoid corresponding temptations here. If you're going to go through, you have to set an example in your speech. 
the things that you talk, the, the things that you say, the way that you do. The instructions suggest here, among other things, that you avoid the temptation of, of talking bad. When you go to school, as you go off, people are looking at what you're saying. and People see how you are, and they know that you go to church, and they see what we do. And remember that this temptation is something that oftentimes we forget. Oftentimes our kids will learn from us. The way we talk, the way that we, the things that we say, how we say them, how we respond to somebody in this, in this aspect of life. Typically as you move through the teen years to adulthood, adulthood, it becomes more difficult to keep your speech pure. The older you get, the, the more you go through life. You're bombarded with many things that are around you. You're bombarded when you go out into the world, when you go to your work, whatever you, whatever you do. It's on a regular basis. And then you go home and you have to deal with the same things. It always breaks my heart. I've had multiple teenagers in my youth group in, in North Carolina telling me, man, my, my home situation is just as bad as, as the world is. I, I'd rather, my, my, this is going on, it's just the pain to go home. I, I'd rather not even go home because of everything that I'm, that I'm having to deal with. Can I just tell you something to encourage you? The home should be the safest place for your teenager to go. I know that I'm, I'm not a parent, uh, but the home should be the safest place that your kid could go. They should get more love from home. They should get more attention, appreciation from their home than they should. They're going to search for it somewhere else. It's up to you whether or not they get it at home or they get it from the world. It's up to you. Whether or not you want your kid to grow up in a home, in a godly home, where they know what's right, where they know what's wrong, or they can grow up in the world, you can let them do whatever you want to do. It's up to you. And so as we go through, we have to set these examples. We have to set an example in life. Avoiding the temptations. Uh, be the same person wherever you are. Uh, this is a big problem in our, in our churches and our youth group today. Everybody proclaims to be a Christian on Sundays. I carry my big Bible in, ready to go. Monday comes around and stays in the windshield of our car. And we never, even, never, worry, never worry about it again. Nothing ever happens. We don't set the right examples that, that go on. We claim to be a Christian on Sunday and then live like the world the rest of the week. Parents, a lot of times teens get this from you. A lot, of times, a lot of times teens will say, well, my mom didn't read the Bible this week. My dad didn't pray with us this week. We didn't do a devotion. We didn't, we didn't do anything together. My, my parents don't care where I'm at in my, in my relationship with the Lord, and, and they're going to see that from you. They're going to see that they see that from me. They see that from people that are around them. We can't pretend to be moral and upright around adults, and then behind the crowd when we're at home, we, we act like no one's watching. We don't even care. It's funny how we hate deception in others but tolerate it in ourselves. Isn't that funny? We hate deception when other people deceive you. We, we can't stand it. Somebody will deceive you. Somebody will, will jack you around. And then we do, it our, we do it our own self. We tolerate it ourselves and act like everything's okay. You have to watch your life closely. You should be the same person whether you're holding a communion cup or holding a TV remote. It doesn't matter what it is. We need to be the same person in and out of church. We set an example also in love, avoiding the, the, the temptation it's tempting to only love those people who you enjoy being around, those helping you, those, those, those doing what you want them to do. But here we have to, we have to set an example in love. Unless I'm going to be finished. When, when you think of, of teenagers, everybody has an impression already in their head of, of a teenager. And what a teenager does and what a teenager is and everything that is, that is going on. And as you... As you see them, as you see them grow up, as you see different things happen, I want you to be reminded that, that at one point in time you were there. At one point in time you, you struggled with those things. At one point in time you had that same bad attitude. At one point in time you, you struggled with this, whatever it may be. But you have to set an example. You have to understand that they, are, they might be struggling with something. 
I'll never forget a kid that I, that I had one time, and uh, he, had, he had a horrible attitude. I'm talking this kid was, was the offspring of the devil himself, and he, he, was, he was horrible. Horrible attitude all the time, horrible, horrible, horrible. And, and I, I got a horrible attitude at him. Every time he'd come around, and I'd just ignore him. It's like, I don't want to deal with you right now. You're just bad. One day, I, I just got up the nerve. I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought he was going to kill me. I didn't know what was going to go on. And I said, why, why do you have such a bad attitude? And he began to cry and weep. Weep, 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 weep. And he said, uh, he said, my life is a mess, and I don't know what to do. My life is a disaster. I don't know what to do. Nobody cares. Nobody loves me. Nobody wants to. I, all, this, all this stuff. Boom, 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 boom. Everything you could imagine going on in somebody's life. That's what this kid was going on. And here I am fixing to write this kid off, thinking this kid, you know, you have that kid in your youth group. Have you ever helped in the, in the, in the youth leader? Yeah, he's going to go to jail. Yeah, he'll be like in there for like 20 to life. You know, that's that kid. And you have all these different things going on. That, that was him. And, and you just write him off. And one day this, this happened, and I said, man, I, I will never, ever, ever again do that because I never know what they're going with. These kids that walk around and walk around these halls and go through, you never know what, what, they're, what they're going with, what, what's going on in their life. 